Girl power. Girl power, indeed. Woman power. Yes. Lady, Lady power. power. Ah, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, okay. everyone and welcome to two white girls talk bollywood i'm kim and i'm katie and we're here to talk about singing and dancing and bollywood boys oh yeah a bollywood family oh my goodness a whole whole ship full of bollywood glee (laughs) yeah this is like i think Maybe the fourth or fifth time I've seen. Uh, I call it Dilda Dakne Doe. <laughs> I also call it Dilda Dakne Doe, but sometimes I try to call it Dilda Dakne Doe. Dilda Dakne Doe. There you go. Dilda I just have to sing it. <laughs> well, but even when they sing it, they like add an extra syllable. You can never trust the songs yeah. to pronounce the words because they make it sound different to fit the tune anyway <laughs> um anyway that's what we're watching or what we did yeah. watch it's what we're discussing and yeah i think mm-hmm. this was like my fourth or fifth time watching it mm-hmm. it's even better than i remember like yeah i think you get something new from it each time you watch it i agree i it same for me i've i saw it like three or four times back to back very quickly mm-hmm. when I first watched it because I loved it so much and yeah. then I haven't seen it in in a minute and it's another of these movies where the songs are ones <gasps> that I love a lot and so getting yeah. to see them in context like feels like a treat yeah I realized at the end of it I was like oh wow every single song on this mm-hmm. soundtrack is on my Bollywood Jams playlist yeah, every single one that kind it. of a film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we love that. I have a lot of emotions and feelings because I was like extra picking up on the storyline of Aisha, which is mm-hmm. the, the the strong woman we alluded to last week. Yes. Where I was just like, you leave her alone. <laughs> <laughs> Recognize her success. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. What a fabulous performance from Priyanka Chopra Jonas. The acting was just the emotion. Yep. Let's give kudos to the rest of our cast, too, because this movie, it just has, like, one of the best casts. Oh, yeah. Ever. (laughs) Of all time, of any film industry. Because we have Anil Kapoor as Kamal, Mm -hmm. and he... He is a force to be reckoned with as an actor. Absolutely. I love that he's able to be lovable and terrifying and like you can see how he demand like his character demands respect it shows his breath like as an actor right he he's such a phenomenal actor Mm -hmm. i love anil kapoor and then chef ali shah played neelam also just the tragedy of her character and just like what she has to put up with yeah but then also the like strength that she has in that like just incredible like the acting is phenomenal but I also love that Zoya Akhtar who wrote and directed this Mm -hmm. clearly puts an emphasis on just like facial expressions and emotion and letting the audience sit with the feelings that the characters are going through and like letting the actors also kind of just like acted out yeah that emphasis mixed with the high quality of acting we're seeing it's just Mm -hmm. chef's kiss 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm glad that you mentioned um, Zoya Akhtar as the writer and director, and then also want to call out um, Rima Kagti, who was her co-writer uh, on you. this film, who, of course, wrote and directed Gold. Right! Yeah! <gasps> and just to finish talking about our cast here, of course, Ranveer Singh yes. giving the best bubbly, happy, but also, like, sweet and vulnerable performance. Yeah. And Anushka Sharma, who, again, fabulous, just Mm -hmm. no notes. And then, of course, last but never least, uh, Farah Nakhtar, who's... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I continue to swoon. (laughs) Yeah. And I also just think, like, all of the actors, all of the characters are so great in this like all of Mm -hmm. even all the side characters they feel fully crafted even the ones who have just two or three lines everybody performing in those side parts like really made those characters what they are in such a significant way and yeah yeah incredible stuff yeah you really feel like you see the beginning middle and end of every single character's like yeah arc which is yeah. really impressive. And it's funny because when I started watching it, I was like, this movie's almost three hours? Yeah. Because it, the pacing is still so good. It doesn't, fe- it's another yeah. of these movies that doesn't feel as long as it is because you're right. just enjoying every minute of it and there's so much to take in in each mm-hmm. moment that you don't get bored at any point. Right. It's not like they're trying to fill in time. Right. Oh, I'm very excited to talk about it. I forgot to mention Amir Khan. Yes. As, <laughs> as Pluto. As Pluto. <laughs> Who's actually played by Hamish, the dog. Yes. Yes. Who we see on screen as Hamish. Uh, but who we hear is voice of Amir Khan. Yes. Okay, I have goosebumps. Should we? I'm very ready. Yes. Oh, me too. Okay. Our mystery narrator informs us that it's the 30th wedding anniversary of Delhi's most popular couple, the Mehras. Mm-hmm. Mr. Mehra is a self-made businessman who never lets anyone forget his success. Mrs. Mehra is a woman who does her own thing, because as they became successful, they grew apart. We see that, like, Colum's busy doing his golfing and business stuff, but Neelam really seems like she spends a lot of her time with her friends, who don't seem like the best friends. They're really gossipy. Yes, very gossipy. Neelam's friends, when she approaches them at a lunch table, are gossiping about the latest affair that her husband, Kamal, not Colum, uh, <laughs> has been having. It's... Not great. They stop talking about it before Neelam sits down, but... Yeah, just the fact that, like, your supposed friend, you'd be, like, talking behind her back about her. And not, like, really offering her any help or support, just no. judging her behind her back. Yeah. Yeah. But then we meet Aisha, mm-hmm. who is the couple's oldest daughter, and she's, like, clearly in charge of this whole anniversary. Yep. She sent out the invitations, she's booking, like, all the logistics... But there's only one name at the bottom of the invitation that went out, and that Mm -hmm. is Kabir Mehra, her brother. And the reason for this is because she is married, and she now belongs to her husband's family. But after getting married, she started her own travel company, like a boss. Yes, literally. (laughs) Yeah, and I love that Pluto gives us one of my favorite lines of the whole movie. He says, just like her father, she's a self-made woman. 
The only difference is she doesn't mention it. <laughs> I know. I love that. <laughs> uh, which it just encapsulates very tidily there. One of the differences between successful <laughs> men and successful women. Just... Yeah. And then we meet Kabir. The youngest child and the golden boy of the family. And we see him in a business meeting and he gets a question that he doesn't really know the answer to. And his dad, Kamal, has to like swoop in and say, oh, well, we didn't talk about that. But he has to like schmooze these these yeah. guys away. Um, and so Kabir's kind of like not fully comfortable in this business no. atmosphere. So what he does to go and decompress is fly his plane. Yes. I wrote, as we all do. You know. <laughs> you know all those days when you just need to get in your plane. Day. Yeah, I just and fly, fly. <laughs> above the clouds. Yeah. Yep. I think back to when I first watched this movie and the way that they kind of introduced Kabir's character with like only his names on the invitation and he's mm-hmm. the golden boy of the family. I really thought that he was going to be a bad person. Oh. And I thought that like part of the plot was going to be like this butting heads of kind of yeah. like the good the son who doesn't have to do anything and he gets all the praise and the daughter who has to work so hard and gets none of the praise. And there is that. But I just love that Kabir does not want what has been kind of given to him and 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 not in a I don't respect it or acknowledge the privilege of it kind of way in a I am genuinely not the right fit for what you think I should be doing yeah and there's Um, no actual competition between the siblings just like love and support because but it is it's just fully from Kabir like you're right you are better and you do deserve this (laughs) yeah which it's it is great I think it wouldn't be as great of a movie if they had made a different character choice for him. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. But yes, so Aisha lives in Mumbai. The rest of the Mayras live in Delhi. But Kabir has a business meeting in Mumbai. So he is visiting her and they're eating dinner with her husband, Manav, and his mom, who is a character. Mm -hmm. Um, But then we learn that the Mayras are planning to sell Kabir's plane, which he's very upset about. And he begs Aisha for help But she's like, well, Kabir, it makes sense, like, in terms of business assets. So she just starts explaining, like, the business reasoning behind it. And then her mother-in-law cuts her off with some more snide remarks about how, like, a wife should behave. And it's just the way that she does it, because it's not even, like, directed at her. Yeah. You're clearly criticizing, like, just do it directly right. to... At least I'll respect you more. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, just don't being try passive-aggressive. To... Yeah, it's so... While also still being very aggressive, it's confusing yeah. and strange and, yeah. But I do love that, like, throughout the movie, no one really likes her. No, other than she's Mata. terrible. She just she's... does nothing but complain and talk about her asthma. Yeah. <laughs> The amount of times you can make a drinking game out of the amount of times that Aisha's like, I have a thought or a good plan, and people are like, no, yeah, let's overlook you. <laughs> um, Kabir gets home to his family's white couch, is how I phrased it, because I remember the first time we watched it together. <laughs> that you, was the w- yes. the original white couch conversation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were like, only rich people have white couches. Well, and then this time, the thing I noticed were the huge random vases. Yes, what was that? And I was like, this is how you know people are rich. They just have gigantic antiques behind glass in their house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, And then we get a dinner scene where it is Kamal, Neelam, and Kabir. And Kabir's in the middle. 
and Kamal complains about the food being too oily. But then Kamal makes a remark about how Neelam won't lose weight if she eats it because it's too oily. She doesn't need to! Come on! No, and this is also a common theme that comes up. And then Neelam casually says, I'm selling some of my, like, things, like, some of her bags, because she wants to buy the plane that Kamal is trying to sell. Yeah. And he's like, what are you doing? (laughs) It doesn't make a lot of sense. (laughs) No, and then Kamal immediately turns to Kabir and blames him for Neelam saying this, and he's like, aren't you ashamed? You're a spoiled brat. Like, your mother's trying to buy your plane for you. (laughs) He's like, I didn't ask for this. I just... No. And then, as his parents argue, Kabir just kind of zones out. We get Pluto telling us that expressing our emotions is a special ability that humans have, but it can lead to misunderstandings. This is true. Mm -hmm. Pluto's very wise. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, humans can talk, but they do it bad. (laughs) Yes. And so the Mayra family company is called Aika. So Mm -hmm. it's Aisha and Kabir. But we learn that Aika is facing some financial trouble, and Kamal is feeling the the stress of that. Um, and then when he gets home, he and Neelam have a tense exchange because Kamal's like, I'm having to consider selling 49% of our company. But then he and Neelam devise a plan that they can keep the company and the family if they marry Kabir off to their competitor, Sood, uh, mm-hmm. his daughter, Nori. So they decide to invite the Sood family on the cruise. Yes. And then it's time to leave for the cruise. And Aisha's outfit is just so good. <laughs> just, she has a lot of really cute pants. She just, her legs look like they go on for miles and miles. Yeah. And she also has the hat. Oh, the hat's so good. I die. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I was just aspire. like, I can't. Yeah, Um, could never, but wish. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But as everyone boards the cruise ship, Kamal is talking to a family friend who's like, oh, hey, I saw that Aisha made the Forbes list of top 10 entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. which is huge. Yeah. (laughs) And Kamal doesn't say anything to this other than next year it'll be my son. It won't, though. No. Like, Like, look at this boy. (laughs) Yeah, just complete, like, disregarding her success. But then we also see Aisha talking to her dad's manager, who's also an old family friend, who mentions that he and his son, Sonny, were both invited. Aisha kind of like stops in her tracks at the mention of Sonny. And we're like, oh, I wonder what that's about. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And meanwhile, the Suits have arrived. And there's another family that are family friends, the Kanas. And the Suids and the Kanas are, like, warring. (laughs) They hate each other. Yeah. And we get commentary from Pluto that humans are, like, chameleons and that they act differently than they feel. Because we see these families kind of eyeing up and greeting each other, and it's all very, Mm -hmm. like, poisonous. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of eyebrows being cocked. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, Important to note that the Suids have a daughter named Yuri, and mm-hmm. the Kanas have a son named Rana, and they're I didn't... the same age. <laughs> I never realized that his name is Rana Kana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They mention it later on in the film. They're like, Rana Kana? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> what a great name. Yeah. Um, and then it's fancy dinner time. Yeah. And Kamal gives a toast to his wife of 30 years, Neelam, 
And while he's doing this, Kabir and Aisha are having a cute exchange across the table where they're like making eye contact and they're doing funny like hand gestures. They just play siblings so well. Like you could like yeah. it's like, yep, we've heard dad say this before. <laughs> like just the the eyes and everything is yeah. so funny. It makes me hope that they are like at least some level of friends in real life. Oh, they definitely are. They were at each other's weddings. Oh, like, okay, they, great. They love each other. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. And then later, after dinner, we see Aisha is the one trying to smooth the waters between the Suds and the Kanas because mm-hmm. everyone's like, well, why are they here? We hate them. You know, like, your parents know we hate them. Why would they invite them? And Aisha's just like, I don't know, but I'm trying to, like, <laughs> Fix everything. She is the yep. fixer. She's she is the, fixer. the doer of the family. She's going around doing everything and not getting any sort of credit. You know what I just thought of? What's is it? Luisa is the the oldest sister in Encanto. Yeah, the strong one. Yeah, who like the <laughs> under the surface? Like yeah, the... she's just like I do so much. <laughs> yeah, just like so much that goes unrecognized, and yeah. I just think of the like. You never have to wonder if the same pressure would have pulled you under. Like, that's uh-huh. just, I, I'm thinking about that now with Aisha. It's Powerful just like, lyrics. she's holding everything on her shoulders, and yes. no wonder, like, she starts to crack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like, basically, she's the best and holding the yeah. entire family together as everyone is making judgmental comments and belittling her achievements. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sums it up in a nutshell. <laughs> Um, and at the cocktail hour, we see Neelam introduce Kabir and Nuri, and Kabir opens up to Nuri by just being like, so what's up? It's a great conversation. Yeah, and she's just like, okay, I was left at the altar, so yeah. <laughs> poor Nuri was engaged, but her fiancé went to Goa on mm-hmm. his bachelorette party. dangerous place. <laughs> it really is, because he fell in love with a hippie. <laughs> Tale as old as time. Yep. And now her whole family has been shamed as a result. And so she and Kabir do shots. And as they do this, Neelam, like the mom, the two moms are talking. And Neelam is clearly laying the groundwork for a marriage proposal in the future. Yes. Yeah. And then we see it's bedtime. And we're in Kamala and Neelam's room. And Kamala is smiling and talking to Neelam. And she's just, like, ignoring him. And then he reaches out for her hand and kisses it. And he clearly, like, wants to get something going here. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And her reaction is, why are you acting like this? Like, no one is watching. Ugh, God, that, like... Shut it down. (laughs) The accusation behind that is, is so powerful. Meanwhile... Aisha and Kabir are hanging out on Aisha and Manav's bed, and they're just, like, eating ice cream, and Pluto is laying across the bed with them. And Kabir is like, oh, hey, I thought you should know that one of our family friends was really impressed that you made the Forbes top ten list. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I couldn't do what you do. And then Manav comes back into the room, and he's just like, oh, gross, the dog is on the bed, like, and there's this funny exchange where he's trying to get Pluto off the bed, and Pluto's just like, I don't no. listen to you. <laughs> yeah, I don't respect you at all, bro. <laughs> no. And then Kabir ends up leaving and takes Pluto with him so that they can go for a swim. Mm-hmm. And at the pool, Kabir sees a pretty lady swimming laps with full eye makeup. I was just going to say with a full <laughs> face of makeup, which is impressive because like she must have really good like Waterproof. setting spray or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's impressive for yeah. sure. 
Kabir gets in the pool too, and they make some really intense eye contact. Mm -hmm. uh, while Pluto observes that he's currently witnessing love at first sight. Yes. <laughs> um, until the woman leaves without them ever exchanging words. No. But the next morning at the buffet, we see Rana and Nuri of the warring families have a cute mm -hmm. exchange over a muffin. Is there anything more romantic than muffin-related <laughs> expressions of love? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Nope. It's amazing. Um, and then in town, because they, you know, they go into various towns on All land. gorgeous European yeah. cities. <laughs> Aisha is talking to Neelam, and she asks her why she never divorced Kamal after his affairs. And Neelam says... Every marriage has its problems, and divorce is the easy way out. Mm -hmm. And Aisha pushes back against that. And she's like, but if you're not happy, shouldn't you be able to change that? Yeah. And Neelam tells her that Manav is successful and will be able to give Aisha everything she wants. Never mind that she can provide for herself. Exactly. It's like these very outdated visions of what a marriage yes. looks like trump the reality of right. her marriage. And then Neelam tells her that Aisha should forget her career and focus on her marriage instead. And it just really broke my heart because you see Aisha, and again, just the acting really has to be praised here, but she's so open and vulnerable and like yeah. looking to her mom for some sort of support and guidance. And her mom, Neelam, on the other hand, is very closed off. Yep, there may be moments where Neelam wishes she had had a divorce, and I'm mm -hmm. sure that that's hard for her to grapple with as someone who never thought that that was an option for herself yeah but then we get our first dance number yeah. because it's like a performance for the evening uh and this is girls like to swing swing <laughs> uh yes it's a very 20s flapper vibe uh half in hindi half in english i want to know where i sign up for a <laughs> european cruise where i can go to a 20s themed <laughs> hindi show yeah and just this is where it's the woman from the pool yes. is dancing and her name's farah we're just gonna say it yes. this is anushka sharma <laughs> And she's adorable, and she's got such good energy, and Kabir is happy to see her, because he's like, ah, oh, there's my pretty lady from the pool. Uh, he does not say that, because that'd be creepy. But, he, but he's, you can see in his eyes that that's what he's feeling. Yes, and they are making a lot of eye contact. Yes, which mm. as a theater kid, like, that's the dream. It's like, <laughs> yeah. either that you fall in love with someone in the audience, or you, as an audience member, <laughs> fall in love with someone on stage. You want the handsome actor playing Aladdin, is what you want. <laughs> Uh, sure. contact with I won't I won't say no to that. <laughs> but then Farah leans across Kabir's table and she acts like she's going to pull Kabir into the dance. And then at the last second, she turns and grabs Aisha instead. Which, Love it. Again, you can also just tell when a movie's written by a woman because we've yes. already had so many female female conversations, and like it's like let's like feature two women dancing, right? Um, yeah. And have to note again, Aisha's outfit. Oh my gosh, she's great. I want to be her. I know. Like, I just want to be her. I want to have her life minus Manov. I'll take everything else, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll take Sunny. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> but after the dance, Kabir shows up at the dancer's dressing room and asks Farah if she wants to meet him for a drink. But then Farah stands him up, 
And so he goes up on deck to hang with all the other young people. I call them all the young people. <laughs> um, and Monov. And Monov. And, and I, I put Monov in parentheses. <laughs> I was like, and Monov. Um, but so they're passing around bottles of champagne. Nuri and Rana make eye contact and have a mm-hmm. moment. I just wrote um, crush in huge letters. Yes. I just... <laughs> Everyone, it's like all the pairs have such good chemistry. Yeah. Minus Aisha and Manov. They have not no. Yeah, but they're not supposed to. (laughs) They're not supposed to. (laughs) Um, But the next day, the ship pulls into Istanbul. Not Constantinople. No. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Kabir is still on the ship, and he goes to find Farah. So he drops by the stage where the dancers are rehearsing. And he calls to Farah, completely disrupting their practice, and he's like, lunch, and she names a time and a place, and then he's like, cool, and he leaves. And then we see one of her co-dancers remind her that there are rules. Mm-hmm. And she meets Kabir in town. They then do this really cute rapid-fire facts about themselves, mm-hmm. and I particularly love when he says, I have a dog, and then her whole face changes, and she looks yep. wistful, and she's like, I want a dog. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> uh-huh. And then they go and ride bikes, and they're still doing this, and at one point, she says, democracy, and he says, dictatorship, <laughs> and then he just moves on. And then, yeah, and I really want to hear more about those <laughs> <Me> thoughts. <too. laughs> Me too. But that night... Farah and Kabir break Pluto out of dog jail. Yep. (laughs) On the cruise ship. So many people are bringing their dogs on cruises. And cats. (laughs) There were cats there? I missed it. Like, right across from Pluto's crate, there's a cat just sitting there. (laughs) Weird. Very Um, weird. But so they hang with Pluto out on the deck as they continue talking. And Farah shares that she came from a conservative family who expected her to be a housewife. So she just ran away from home, yeah. and she worked, and she slept on couches and park benches and put herself through dance school, and now here she is. She is literally self-made. Y- yes. Yes. <laughs> 100%. And I love that Kabir's no stranger to a strong woman. No. Um, <laughs> and so he's like, you're fearless, Farah. Mm-hmm. And then we shift to seeing Nuri and Rana also hanging out mm-hmm. and talking late into the night. And before Nuri leaves his room, she gives him a kiss on the cheek. Mm-hmm. And then she sneaks back into her family's, like, suite, uh, only to find that her mom is awake and waiting mm-hmm. for her. And yeah. her mom is like, who were you with? And Nuri can't say Rana because he's, like, the enemy. <laughs> so she says Kabir, because clearly she's picked up on the fact that their parents want them to hook up. Not hook yep. up, but you know, <laughs> get engaged. Be wedded. <laughs> yes. Um, so Nuri, meanwhile, pulls Kabir aside while they're at like a tourist location and tells him that if anyone asks, she was with him last night. He's like, okay, but you need to tell people I'm going home like sick. So he goes back to the cruise ship and immediately goes to the dance studio where mm-hmm. Farah is and he puts on some dancey music. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and we get... Haley Bar. Haley Bar. <laughs> I am, for the purpose of our playlist, although I think, honestly, all the songs should go on the playlist. I'll fight for that. I'm going to say this is my favorite dance yep. number. That's a good choice. Mm-hmm. Kabir's body just starts moving without him, like, controlling it. He's like, what? I'm dancing. It's, it's very... 
very for any psych fans out there it's a very sean spencer moment he's just mm. like i don't know what's happening to me <laughs> <laughs> it's his, it's like the mix of his facial expressions with like the grace of his movements it's, it's yeah. very funny <laughs> and um they just are jumping around and they're both having such a good time and at one point she reaches up and messes up his hair and then he immediately turns to the yeah. mirror and is like, <laughs> i would believe it if you told me that this was not choreographed, oh, I would I'd believe, believe it. it as well. That yeah. they just were like bopping and having a good time. Yeah. It's so cute. And there's a part where they're like, they're both dancing together in the mirror yeah. and then he catches her looking at him and he looks at her and just his smile is so oh. like natural and bright and yeah. glorious and I love it. I just, I again, I love when you're watching like a music video in one of these Bollywood films and it's like, these actors are having a good time right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's always so fun to see that. Yeah. I also like there's a point where he's like bouncing his booty mm-hmm. and, and she, she just smacks it. <laughs> oh, so cute. Um, and then they leave the studio and she leads him through the back hallways and the laundry room where he steals a ship captain's uniform, mm-hmm. which he looks very good in. That's the only, it, does, it did not need to do this. The, they only did it to put him in that uniform. Yeah, but you know what? And it I'm worked. not mad about it. <laughs> And they get back to her room where they make very intense eye contact. Because up until mm-hmm. now, it was like, oh, we're having fun. And then they get into a room and it's like, oh, it's getting steamy in here. And then he kisses her. And it's very yep. passionate and also very steamy. And then suddenly he pulls back and is goofy again. Yeah. <laughs> which is I just so, much. so delightful and adorable and then he like strikes a seductive pose on her bed (laughs) and then he just like starts stripping and then you know we kind of back away as like she also is taking her clothes off but like they're just having so much fun and i'm like yes this is how love should be everything about it's adorable and perfect Mm -hmm. next we see the company manager on the phone with the elusive sunny telling him he should join them on the cruise. And Aisha is sitting right next to him, and she's overhearing it. And then after the phone call ends, she casually asks, like, how is Sonny? And his dad tells her that he is a journalist. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And then he's like, yeah, here's a here's a recent picture of him. And it's like a Facebook photo of him with a woman. And she's like, is that his girlfriend? <laughs> And I'm like, I see you, girl. <laughs> but Sood then approaches Kamal to suggest that they get Nuri and Kabir married. And Sood's like, as part of that, I'll buy the large share, like the 49% in your company, and it will keep it in the family. Mm-hmm. And Kamal's like, whoa, I never thought of that. <laughs> what a great idea. <laughs> so really, kudos to him and Neelam for like executing this plan. And it's so funny because it all came together with so much like that was out of their control happening. <laughs> yeah. But it, yeah, it's very funny. But at the dinner party, Kamal talks about Neelan's eating habits in front of another couple, which is just gross. Um, yep. And then Kabir shows up with Farah. Mm-hmm. And Aisha's like so excited to meet her. It's very sweet. She immediately goes over to greet her. But it causes quite the stir. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone is weirdly asking Manav about it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, why is everyone asking me? <laughs> and so Kabir's parents sit him down in a private room and tell him that they know he was with Nuri the other night. And Neelam tells Aisha that Kabir and Nuri are going to get married. 
And Aisha's just like, have you lost your mind? Because they're basically doing to Kabir what they did to her. Yeah. And in this conversation, Aisha lets it slip that she wants a divorce. Yeah. Which is kind of taboo in her family. Well, yeah, yeah, very culturally taboo as well. Yes, yes. And so she didn't really mean to say it, but it happened. So she runs up onto deck to, like, get away, get some fresh air. She's kind of panicking. And at this moment, she sees Sonny arrive. And he looks real good. But also they're, like, in the middle of the ocean. (laughs) I don't know where he came from. (laughs) (laughs) He flew. (laughs) He, like, rode his boat from Egypt and then climbed He the emerged from underneath the water. <laughs> All over uh, the Krishan. <laughs> yeah, in Bang Bang. Yes, or Doom 2. You know what? It happens in several films. <laughs> um, but she immediately was like, oh my god. And so she then hides from Sunny and drags Kabir with her because he followed her out of the room. And he's like, well, do you really want a divorce? And we head into intermission. Yes. After intermission, Kamal asks Neelam if Aisha had ever brought up the idea of a divorce with her. And she says yes. And he's like, well, why didn't you dig deeper into this? Right. She's like, if you can handle it so much better, you go and have that conversation. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just not productive fighting either. Um, No. Yeah. And then we see Sonny talking to his dad, Kamal's manager, when emerges from her room and Sunny and Aisha see each other and it is charged yes very much so and he's like oh hey how are you and how is your husband and then they're interrupted by Kabir who has mm-hmm. Pluto and Pluto gives us the backstory on Sunny yes. and Aisha he says they were very close friends once and Sunny even gave Pluto to Aisha mm-hmm but then Sunny left and Aisha got married and her in-laws didn't want Pluto around. But Pluto's like, but now we're all back together. Yeah. Then we see Neelam and Kamal greeting Sunny and he talks about paying Kamal back um, mm-hmm. because we learned that the Mayras paid for Sunny's schooling in America. And then Neelam makes a comment that Kamal had a different reason for sending him to America. Mm-hmm. But then... They're at an amphitheater, and Aisha is looking across it to Sunny, and uh-huh. this is really the scene where I just completely <laughs> fell head over heels in love with Paradox. Yeah, because <laughs> he's like he's just leaning back on the steps, and he's wearing this white T-shirt. He's got like a scruff, and the haircut's really good on him. Mm-hmm. And then he just smiles, and I was like, his smile is amazing. <laughs> It's adorable. Yeah. (laughs) It is also very cute because he's just holding up a camera and he's just like, ding, (laughs) takes a photo (laughs) of her. And then at the amphitheater, Aisha pulls Neelam aside and she apologizes for her behavior the other day, um, which also just breaks my heart. Her voice gets small. Yeah. Which is a very, like, distinct shift in how she carries herself. And I'm like, Yes, Priyanka, do it. Um, right. Well, but yeah, like have like apologizing for taking up space and apologizing yeah. for vulnerability. It's like, oh no. Right. It's like <laughs> you, you meant what you that. said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she tries to talk more to Neelam, but Neelam just says, "Not now," and moves on. Meanwhile, Kamala is flirting with a woman he just met, 
And Neelam calls him out on it, only for him to reprimand her for it in front of her friends. Yeah, just to um, gaslight her. Yeah. And she is, like, holding back tears, and then she goes somewhere private, and we see that she is emotionally eating. Mm-hmm. Um, but back on the ship, Kabir learns that Nuri and Rana have genuine feelings for each other. And so Kabir devises a plan where he's like, all right, Nuri and I are going to get engaged, but then I'll call off the engagement and be such a jerk that everyone will, like, think poorly of me and not Nuri, and then Rana will step in and marry Nuri instead. (laughs) And Kabir then imagines this teary confession to his parents about how good of a man he is for going along with everything for Nuri's sake, which ends with his parents then deciding to let him keep the plane. Yeah. He's like, this is how it's going to work. It's going to be great. Can I, yeah. I wanted to say quickly that I feel like if this movie had been written by a man, Nuri would have been in love with Kabir, yep. and they would have like used that as a source of comedy, like this desperate woman who wants to marry this man who's not interested. Like, don't Very you possible. think? Yeah, and, like, it's possible. Yeah, and I just, I'm so glad that it's like, no, no, she doesn't want to marry him either. She's yeah. got her own thing going on. And even yeah. before she had that, she did not really show any interest in Kabir. No. Yeah, it's great. They do not have chemistry. No. Kabir and Nuri, yeah. Um, but then in Farah's room, Kabir's talking about their bright future, and Farah's just being kind of cynical about it, and she's like, mm-hmm. I'm practical. Like, after the cruise is over, you'll be gone. Um, but then he tickles her until she says, I love you. Uh-huh. And he very, very romantically says, you can be on any ship. It won't sail without me. Ugh. Ugh, I know. Love it. My heart flip-flopped. I know. (laughs) I want a tattoo that says that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then there's a dinner slash singing party. And once again, Aisha looks amazing. It's it's Mike Knight. Oh, right. Mike Knight. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And we see Sunny puts like a kiss me sign on someone's back. And Aisha (laughs) notices. And she turns around to like find him just watching her. Um, she like my... immediately knows that he yes. was the one who caused the problem. It's adorable because he was like, "I'm doing this so that she looks at me." Yeah, like I want to make her <laughs> laugh specifically. <laughs> yes, and then we get Galan Gudian. Yeah, we do. Oh, oh. <laughs> perfection. My. Favorite number. Absolutely. Maybe in any Bollywood movie ever. I, I believe it. Yeah. It's top three for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. It is it is perfection. We have to talk about the fact that it's a single shot, which is yeah. incredible. Yeah. Like the direction of that is so impressive. Like to the point where there's actually a moment where Priya messes up the choreography, but you don't notice it because she is so good. She just, like, keeps it going. Yeah. Everybody around her just keeps it going. It's just incredible that they were able to do that. And, yeah, it looks yeah. amazing. <laughs> um, I also just loved all the background dancers. Yeah. So many background dancers, many of them white people. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's one white woman in particular who has a bun and she's wearing a blue dress and kind of like an orange like scarf thing. And that's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's my cameo in this movie. Great. Love it. <laughs> but I think we we need to in particular talk about the moment where the three boys are dancing in the middle where it's mm-hmm. Kamal and Kabir and Sunny. And 
of course, you and I have the <laughs> dichotomy here where in this moment, I can't look at anything but Ron Veer's face. Yeah. And you... <laughs> <laughs> I can't look at anything but the back muscles <laughs> of Farron Akhtar. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't even see his face because his back is to the camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's mesmerizing. It And so is Ron Veer's face. And I think, you know, there's maybe the, like there's three types of people who are attracted to men <laughs> in the world. And <laughs> that's, they're just laid out there for you. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's also just some really cute brother-sister interaction yeah. between Kabir and Aisha. And my absolute favorite part is when, like, Sonny is getting tugged along by the front of his shirt, and he's just uh-huh. like, oh, woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's so cute. It's, it's, I love that it's moment. It's adorable. He's an adorable, adorable, handsome, <laughs> attractive man. <laughs> yep, he is, he is all those things. The other thing that I always like to point out in this is... Rana at the end, like he, the the camera spins around so that like he and Nuri are at the front of the crowd dancing, and Rana and slash the actor who plays him is just like this is my moment to <laughs> dance in this movie, and if he, like nobody commits to the dance as much as that man in that moment, like he just it's another <laughs> level, and you're just like whoa, okay. You, you accomplished what you set out to do. <laughs> I should, I should watch it. I, I can't even tell you what that <laughs> looks like. I don't know. <laughs> I have watched. There was after I watched this movie for the first time. I remember there was a day where I sat and I watched this song like after every single appointment I had during the workday. Uh-huh. Like I would just like finish a call and be like, then Galan Gudian. Here we go. <laughs> Let's and then I like taught myself the dance in my yes. apartment and is great. I mean we have done the dance together. Yes. And, and we'll continue to. And will at my wedding. <laughs> yes. It's happening. Anyway, yeah. It's yes. just great. So after the dance party, after Mike night, they mm-hmm. are all hanging out in the bar and everyone's joking around when Manav calls out Sunny for writing pieces that make it seem like women are unsure or unsafe all the time. And Wow. Yeah, and Sonny <laughs> responds, and he says it's not just about safety, but it's about women's rights. Mm-hmm. And Manav responds, like, yeah, things are changing. Like, women didn't even work in my dad's generation, but I'm allowing Aisha to run her own business. Mm-hmm. And Sonny, bless him for being the supportive <laughs> feminist that he is. He's like, you allow Aisha to run her own business. Mm-hmm. And Manav's like, yeah. And in this moment, Aisha looks to Sunny and she simultaneously is hoping he'll say something. Yeah. And also hoping he'll just stay quiet. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But he's not going to stay quiet. Nope. Nope. And he says, and why does she need your permission? Mm-hmm. And if I wasn't in love with him before, I am now. <laughs> and so is the cousin. <laughs> yes. Um, and he explains that allowing someone implies that you are in a position of authority over them, and mm-hmm. that is not equality. And he's like, thank you for proving my point. Yep. <laughs> Which Mike dropped. Yeah. <laughs> um, but later, Aisha tracks Sunny down and asks him why he was rude to Manav. And he's so angry on her behalf. And once again, it is so charged. There's, yeah. there's a lot of sexual tension. 
Um, and in this moment, I was like, I just want these two beautiful people to kiss. Like, I just, I want it so badly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but they don't. And Sunny says, I know you sold your jewelry to start your business and that you've been successful without anybody's help. And I'm really proud of you. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And he walks away. It's just perfect. <laughs> it, it's so perfect. And she walks away too. And she's just crying. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yes, of course you're crying because you've now seen what an actual supportive man, like, male partner would be for you. Um, All she's wanted to hear from anyone who she loves is that they're proud of her. Yeah. Yeah. And as soon as Aisha walks back into her bedroom, Manav immediately starts complaining about Mm -hmm. Sonny and accuses him of saying he doesn't respect his wife. Uh, And he's going off and Aisha's just sitting there. And again, this, it's just it's so good. Her so face, good. Her face is so good. <laughs> um, and she quietly says, I want a divorce. Ugh. But it barely, it barely comes out. And he doesn't hear her because he's just mm-hmm. like ranting. Mm-hmm. And then she says it loudly and clearly. And then she says she doesn't love him and she's tried, but she can't anymore. And I was like, well, sure, especially not when there's this amazing man who loves and appreciates you for all that you are. I get yes. it. Yes, and you're absolutely right. That's so true. And also, I really do love that, like, they make it so clear that she's not leaving him for Sunny. Like, that is also true. But also, you're so right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think it's just like a, yeah, the dichotomy between the two of them, whether or not she ends up with Sunny, makes it very clear to her that this is definitely not a relationship she wants right. to be in. It's just, it's like the last kind of push she needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then the next morning, Manav's mother tells Aisha that she should have told her because she's her mother. Ugh. Then the camera zooms out and we realize that this room, it's Aisha sitting on a couch facing Kamal, Neelam, Manav, Manav's mother, and then Kabir is kind of tucked away into the back. Yeah. Um, she's like facing a jury yep. right now. Yep. Aisha has to explain that she doesn't love Manav. And all the parents are pushing back against what Aisha is saying, and they're not listening to her, and they're just focusing on, like, well, he doesn't hit you, and he's not stingy, so, like, what's the problem? And she's like, I don't love him. And, like, that's not a problem. Just have a baby. (laughs) Right. Yes, and then they're like, you should just have a kid. Every marriage has problems, but a baby will fix it. And then she says, I'm on the pill. Um, and then Kamal reprimands her for talking about that in front of everyone. Like, what? <laughs> Why is that piece of your life and your marriage not okay to talk about? <laughs> yeah, and and once again, we see her whole body language. Like, she's just kind of curled up in herself. She's talking yeah. really quietly. She's not really making eye contact. Like, and And then Kamal yells at her because he's like, what are people going to say? And he's like, there never has been divorce in this family, and there never will be. And Kabir is looking at his dad like he's a stranger. And then when Aisha kind of looks over her dad's shoulder to Kabir, he just kind of shakes his head. And so Aisha tells Kamal, I'm sorry, I can't do it. Like, I can't pretend that everything's okay. Yeah. Aisha gets up and leaves. And Kabir goes after her because, like, Kamal's like, bring her back. Kabir's like, "Uh uh-huh, sure. And so then he finds her crying at the railing, and he just goes and stands with her. And then later, Kabir confronts Kamal and tells him that Aisha's very upset, because Kamal also in that conversation told her she can't return home. And Kabir then says that if Aisha isn't welcome at home, I'm not going to live there either. 
And then Kamal's like, well, I'm burning bridges, so let's just continue. And he basically tells Kabir that he's useless and can't even do a day's work. So Mm -hmm. there's no way he'll survive on his own. Yeah. Then we get this really sweet scene between Farah and Kabir where she's comforting him. It's very sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Sunny finds Aisha on the deck and makes a joke about her jumping over the side. And then he comes up to her and apologizes for being rude to Manav. And he's like, friends? And then she says, I'd rather jump. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then she, like, walks away. And we get some very cute scenes with Pluto and Sunny. I've never seen a dog, like, hug a person like that. Yeah. Like, it's incredible. (laughs) Yeah, because he puts his paws on the railing next to Sunny. And then he, like, puts his head just on his back. It's so sweet. I also... Love that, like, I'm not sure Pluto was supposed to lick him in the face, <laughs> but he did. And Paranoctar is just like, hey, this dog he's is licking me in the face. <laughs> he's a sweet boy. <laughs> and then we get what is actually, honestly, I think my favorite song in the whole film. I love this song. Um, I call this the yearning song, where everyone <laughs> is yearning and contemplative, but trying to put on a brave face. Uh, and we, again, see Aisha trying to get her mother's attention, but Neelam's ignoring her. And that, like, sums it up. Um, But then we see all the women are at a baking class, but they're gossiping about Kabir and Nuri's engagement because the news has leaked out intentionally from Kamal. And then they're gossiping about Sonny and how handsome and successful he is Mm -hmm. and how he should marry Aisha and Kabir's cousin. And Aisha walks in on this, and then she gets immediately enraged. (laughs) And she's like, just stop meddling. Yeah. and she storms out, and she goes directly to Sonny's room, where he mm-hmm. was sitting on his bed reading a book. <laughs> uh, every time I think I can't be more in love with him, I am. Yeah. Um, and she says, I wouldn't be here if we were together. And he says, we would be here if you had waited. Shots uh, are being fired. Yeah. Out of two broken hearts. They've been needing to have this conversation for years. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And they've both been avoiding it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they haven't seen each other since he left. And we learn that she had wanted to run away with him. But then he's like, I only left to make something of myself so that your parents would accept me. Yeah. And oh, I just, I'm like, why didn't you guys talk You guys should have communicated. But yes, but after... This moment where he's like, I only did this to be with you. There's like a pause. And then she kisses him. Yeah. And then she runs away. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's like, oh my God. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I was overcome. Um, and then everyone's at a bar. And we learn that the engagement plan that Kabir put in motion has gotten out of hand. Everyone now knows about it, uh, including Farah. And Farah is like, well, you lied to me. I should have known this was too good to be true. So she's angry. I don't understand why he didn't just tell her about the plan. Yeah, it's like, like way better to tell her ahead of time yeah. than to try to make up for it. Yep. And everyone's upset. Meanwhile, Nuri and Rana are going to be fine because first they're fighting about this whole engagement thing and then they're just making out. Yep. <laughs> but Kamal sees them and he's like, I don't feel well. So he heads back to the ship early But on the boat back, he collapses. So he's Mm -hmm. taken to the medical wing, and everyone, like, the family meets there. And then we are told by an amazing actor 
<laughs> an amazing white actor man. I'm certain that all of these people are actual people who work on the ship, and yeah, they were just t- like, all right, you say the line. <laughs> I think that's a good theory. Um, because he's like, it's just a bad case of gas. He's like, going everyone, to be fine. Everyone thought he was dying. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um and so then Neelam goes in first to see Kamal, and she hits him for always making her worry that he'll leave her. Mm-hmm. And then the kids come in, and Kamal tells Kabir that he needs to forget Nuri because she's not interested in him. And Kabir's like, okay, let me, I'm just telling you the whole story. Uh, and then he's like, while we're at it, I don't want the business. Mm-hmm. And you should bring Aisha into the business instead. And he's like, also, she's clearly miserable, so she should just be allowed to be happy. Yeah. Um, but the parents push back about, like, well, marriage isn't supposed to be easy, and now it's just, like, all you young people think it's a joke. And I love that Kabir's like, I'm not letting you say that because y'all have been miserable. Like, yep. you see yourselves. Yeah. And then Neelam gets mad, and she's like, get out. And he's like, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, also, I'm in love with Farah. Boom. <laughs> She's a Muslim girl and a dancer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so chew on that. <laughs> and then presumably they sit with this as a family. Because the next day, Kabir apologizes to Farah, but she's still upset. And meanwhile, we see um, Kamal and Neelam having a genuine conversation about their marriage. For like mm-hmm. the first time in a yeah. really long time. And they have this genuine like hug and comfort session and Mm -hmm. it looks like they're on a mending path as well yeah and then we're back with manav and his mother and she's complaining and all of it's really bad but we do see neelam take aisha's hand yeah and then manav's like i'm done with this this is my family like i'll figure it out so he's like aisha let's go and she's like i'm not going anywhere and he's like don't make me force you And then Kabir's like, hey, like, take it easy. But then Manav grabs Aisha's arm to drag her out of the room. And immediately, Kamal pulls him off of her and slams him against a wall Mm -hmm. and says, if you lift a finger against my daughter, I'll pull your arm off and throw it into the sea. Oh, I love it. (laughs) It's a great threat. And Kamal finally acknowledges, like, they're like, Kamal, you're making a mistake. And he's like, no, I made a mistake years ago. Mm -hmm. Oh, everyone's (laughs) redeeming themselves. Yes, yeah. Oh, so good. Um, All thanks to Kabir. (laughs) Yes. And then Kamal runs out of the room into the hallway, and Aisha follows him, only to see that he's crying. Mm -hmm. And he says, I'm sorry. Also, just Anil Kapoor is so talented. I love love him so, so much. Yeah. But so then, Manav and his mom are gone. See ya. Yep. Bye. sadly, so is Farah. Oh, no. Oh, no, because she was fired. I'm like, that sucks that at the time that she breaks it off with Kabir, she's now fired. Um, well, and also that they just, like, make her leave the <laughs> ship in some random European city. <laughs> Walk the plague. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so Kabir, like, they're back on the cruise ship. He didn't realize she disembarked. Um, mm-hmm. And they're in the middle of the ocean. And he's just, like, running around like a madman because he's like, ah, I have to get to shore. Stop the boat. <laughs> but they're not stopping the boat. Nope. And Sunny, like, talks him down. And then there's a sweet moment where Kabir hugs him and then says, I love you. And as he's running away, he turns back and shouts, Aisha's getting a divorce. (laughs) 
Kabir goes and publicly tells Nuri in front of, like, everyone that he can't marry her because he's in love with someone else. Mm-hmm. And so then she, like, swoons from the shock of it and the injustice of it all. And Nuri's dad is furious. And so is Rana's dad. Yeah. They, like, bond over the injustice of it. Yep. Which means the plan is working. Exactly. And then Kabir turns to his family, and he's like, the girl I love was fired, and I have to go find her. And he asks Kamal if he has his support, and Kamal says yes. And Kabir says, good, because you're my lifeboat. And with that, he takes off running (laughs) and launches himself off the side of a cruise ship. It's real high. (laughs) You would die. Probably. I'm pretty sure you get either, like, sucked under or, like, people, you'd, like, hit a railing, or, yeah. like, yeah, I don't, it's not, we don't condone <laughs> no <laughs> romantic no. gestures such as these. <laughs> Unless you're part of a Bollywood movie. Exactly. Unless there are nets to catch you, and then your stunt double jumps from a much lower distance. <laughs> yes. And he starts swimming for shore, and just, like, the whole ship stops, because they're like, oh my god, man overboard. <laughs> yeah. Um, and everyone, meaning everyone who is not actually a crew member, <laughs> but everyone of like the Mera party yeah. is just running around trying to get a lifeboat because Kamal's like a lifeboat we need a lifeboat um and then they see that the crew are actually getting one yeah so then all the dads just like bowl the crew over <laughs> and Kamal like commandeers the lifeboat and then Neelam is like I'm not being left behind so mm-hmm. she gets in too and then Sunny takes out some crew so that Aisha can get on the boat. And she's kind of like, I don't know what's happening, but I'm coming too. (laughs) Yeah. And then Pluto jumps in as well. Yep. And then Sunny, like, goes to put their boat in motion to drop down to the water. And he and Aisha stare at each other. And then she says, Sunny, will you wait for me? And he says, I will always wait for you. (laughs) And it's amazing. It's very romantic. (laughs) Uh, and so the fan catches up with Kabir, and they pull him aboard, but then the crew are coming after them, and everyone's just like, yeah, we're gonna get arrested, but let's put Kabir on shore first. Yeah, let's let him um, finish his romantic gesture. <laughs> yes, and everyone just smiles and laughs at the absurdity of it all. And Pluto tells us that they say animals cannot change their ways, but man has the power to change. And if you love someone, you should set them free and let them live freely, let them live differently. Beautiful. And that's, Yeah. I guess we'll never know if Farah and Kabir had a happy ending, and we'll never know if they did get arrested or not, if they ever made it back to India. I'm sure they got arrested. (laughs) Yeah, but they're wealthy, so. They're wealthy, so they're fine, yeah. And regardless, it's okay, because then we get the end credits song. Which is also just so good. It's so good. So good. It's got to um, be, like, one of the best end credits numbers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I love, like, Anushka's, like, go-go outfit. So good. The whole, like, kind of 60s cartoony vibe is really fun. Mm-hmm. I love all the moments where Ranveer and Farin are dancing next to each other. They do And they're, so, like, yeah. good. Like, they got great kicks. It's yeah. excellent. <laughs> it was great. I loved it. Woo. <laughs> Yeah, the only thing that I'll say in terms of kind of end comments Mm -hmm. is uh, there are parts of the relationship between Kamal and 
Neelam that I, I wish had been a little bit better fleshed out. Yeah. Um, I think the focus was really on the kids and that was the story that I'm like most interested in. So I really enjoyed yeah. it. But like, and like the parents relationship to their children rather yeah. than their relationship to each other. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just, I, I kind of wish that there had either been more or less because the amount that mm-hmm. we got kind of left me unsatisfied in a yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. I'm yeah. Green. Just phenomenal. I have nothing yeah. else to add. I've, I've said my piece. <laughs> <laughs> um, luckily, my research this week is not a, a hugely extensive topic, but it is an mm. important one. Okay. Because, you know, and we had talked about a few different possibilities for, you know, research options before this. And I actually went in a different direction, very much inspired by our talk last week and our strong feelings that last week's movie Satya Premki Kata would have been better handled by women. Mm-hmm. So I decided to research women in South Asian cinema. Oh, love and it. Specifically women behind the camera, because we give a lot yeah. of love to the women in front of the camera every week. But so I started my research kind of looking at the movies we've watched, and I did this very unofficially in last week's episode too, but we have watched, I would say, four movies that Mm -hmm. focus more on a woman's story than on a man's. Yeah. Uh, Those movies being Ladies vs. Ricky Bell, Davite Ishk, Queen, and Nanu Ladies. Um, And those are really the only ones that I can think of where the woman has more dialogue than a male co-star. Mm-hmm. We've watched almost 40 movies, so we're at 10%. Yeah. And most of those movies were still written and directed by men, with the obvious exception of Nanu Ladies and the, the wonderful Shailaja Padandala, who wrote, directed, and starred in that film. Mm-hmm. Um, we have watched more movies, though, that have female writers and directors. Mm-hmm. So obviously, we started off. Uh, strong with Farah Khan, <laughs> yeah. uh, who directed Om Shanti Om, Zoya Akhtar directed Zindagi and now Dildadak Nado, Rima Kogti wrote Dildadak Nado and wrote and directed Gold, Ashwini Iyer Tiwari directed Bareilly Ki Barfi. So that's six mm-hmm. movies, and that's a total of 15% of the movies that we've watched. Okay. <laughs> Better, but still that's, not great. Yeah, not high. But it's not our fault. According to a 2022 study from Owomania, only 10% of head of department positions in Indian cinema are held by women. Mm. And these include positions like production design, writing, editing, direction, and cinematography, essentially the positions that have the most to do with deciding how a story is going to get told. This particular study looked at 150 films and series released in 2021 across eight Indian languages. 56 films were studied and not a single one had a female director or editor. Only 55% of the films and series passed the Bechdel test, which if anyone Mm -hmm. isn't familiar with that, it means two named female characters have a conversation with each other that is not about a man. Yep. So again, only 55% of the films and series studied passed the Bechdel test. They went through the trailers for these films and series, and women had only 25% of the talking time in the trailers for these releases, Mm -hmm. um, with 48% of the films and series only giving women 10 seconds or less of talking time in trailers. Uh 
so interestingly and also unsurprisingly, the study found that when women were the ones who greenlit these films or series, the proportion of female department heads doubled. 68% of those movies that were greenlit by women did pass the Bechdel test, and 33% of talking time in trailers was devoted to female characters. Okay. So, you know, when That's the women are the ones yeah. Yeah, who check the box, that all those things go up. And of course, this is a vicious cycle. Men are more likely to hire other men, meaning fewer women get a seat at the table, which perpetuates the myth that women aren't cut out for the fast-paced world of filmmaking, Mm -hmm. and that there aren't any talented women to hire anyway, because so few of them have been given a chance. Obviously, we discussed this last week, and a lack of women behind the camera leads to poor representation on screen, which leads to a lack of female role models, which means that young girls are being told in the media that they consume that the only role that they can aspire to is a traditional feminine one and not that there's Mm -hmm. anything wrong with holding that role the issue is being told that it's your only option yes now i could go on about this and i almost did i was doing my (laughs) research i had eight tabs open of articles about indian women represented in cinema and then i thought you know what we know this is happening i don't need to We don't need to spend this time articulating this. So Mm -hmm. instead, let's focus on some positives and let's talk about women who have accomplished amazing things in Indian cinema. And so I focused the rest of my research on firsts and award winners Um, and specifically Filmfare Award winners, because that to me seems like a big accolade in, Mm -hmm. in maybe exclusively in Bollywood the first first woman I want to mention is Fatma Begum, who is often considered to be the first female director in Indian cinema. And she was also a Muslim, so that's great representation, oh, too. Yeah. Um, she began her career as an actress, and then she started her own film studio, Fatma Films, in 1926. That is earlier than I expected. Yep, 13 years after the first movie was made in India. Okay. So, I was expecting, like, the 60s. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Okay. She directed her first feature film, Bulbul A. Paristan, with her studio in the same year. So that's the first year that a woman directed and wrote and produced a film. Mm. So she's the first of all of those things, which is really incredible. She also had children and grandchildren who went on to have successful careers, including her daughter, Zubeda, who starred in India's first ever talkie film in 1931, which that means that Fatma was not what we would call a young ingenue at the time that she is transitioning (laughs) into directing. Like Mm -hmm. she started acting in films when she had an adult daughter, um, which is awesome. That is awesome. It's it's never too late. Friends. It's never too late. <laughs> no, follow your dreams. Yeah, love that. Um, and especially since, you know, women are considered washed up by the time they're 30 and have kids and everything. So, like, the fact that she started in yeah. this industry that in, in that role already is great. Right. Fast forwarding through history here, Sai Paranjpe was the first woman to win a Filmfare Award for Best Director. And this mm. happened in 1985 for the film Sparsh. So there, oh, the Filmfare... 
the Filmfare Awards have been happening for 30 years at this point, oh. and, and women have been directing movies for 60 years, mm-hmm. but still super happy that that did eventually happen, except that then it took until 2012 for it to happen again. And there have only been three women who have won the Filmfare Award for Best Director since 1985. And those three women are Zoya Akhtar, who won in mm-hmm. 2012 for Zindigi, Ashwini Iyer Tiwari, won in 2018 for Bareilly Ki Barfi, and then Meghna Gulzar in 2019 won for Razi. And then Zoya actually won it again in 2020 for Gully Boy. I also want to make sure to mention that uh, Farah Khan has been nominated twice for Best Director for a film mm. fair. First for Main Who Not, and then again for Om Shanti Om, which she should have won. Um, mm-hmm. I just, she should have won that award. But What a quintessential Bollywood film. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but transitioning to writers here, um, again, Fatma Begum is considered the first woman film writer in, in, uh, in Indian cinema as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the first woman i think to win best screenplay the the details for this are not super clear which is also kind of annoying it's hard yeah. to hard to find all of this like who was first and what was the movie but i believe the first woman to win a film for award for best screenplay was shama zaidi who won for garm hava in 1975 along with her male co-writer mm. and then we saw honey irani win in 2001 for Kahona Pyarhe, Honey Irani, you may remember, yes. is Zoya and Farron's mother. Right. And then Juhi Chaturvedi, as far as I can see, is the first woman who won the award solo without uh, without a male co-writer or any other co-writers. Um, mm. She won in 2016 for the film Piku, and then Zoya and Rima Kagti won in 2020 for Gully Boy. So I make this point about the co-writers thing, not to like belittle those women in their accomplishment, but just that, you know, there are men who are winning these awards without co-writers and the idea that a woman needs to be tied to a man in order Mm -hmm. to be a successful writer. You know, it's great when we see the women who win it independently and the women who win it as co-writers together, because, you know, that's really showing that women can do it entirely on their own. Yeah. And then I also wanted to, since it's such a huge component of Indian cinema, I wanted to make sure to talk a little bit about composers, too, and women Ooh, who write yeah. the music for, for Bollywood movies. The first women composers in Indian cinema were Jadan Bai and Sarasvati Devi. I couldn't find a lot about Devi, but Bai was also a screenwriter, a director, and an actor and singer, and she is the grandmother of actor Sanjay Dutt. Huh? Yeah. So that's also going way, way back. Um, But this is where we have kind of our worst representation of women, as far as I could tell, is in the the songwriting world. Mm. Um, And also our lowest number of female award winners in the Filmfare Awards. Only four women have ever been nominated for, like, Best Music Director at the Filmfare Awards. Wow. And only two have won. The first was Parampara Thakur, who won in 2020 uh, for the Mm. film Kabir Singh. And again, the Filmfare Awards have been happening since 1954. Yeah. Um, She won the award along with her songwriting partner and husband, Sachet Tandon. 
And then in 2022, Jocelyn Royal won alongside several other male composers. Um, so again, we're seeing this like yeah. women writing songs alongside men, which again, not to belittle those women's accomplishments, but we right. would love to see women doing it on their own. But also just wanted to make sure that you knew the name Jocelyn Royal because she is the singer, composer, and star alongside Dulcar Salman of the Hirie music video. Oh, yeah. yes. Yep. So Good she's very talented. Yeah. So yeah. she's she's a name who I think we'll be seeing a lot of in, in the songwriting world and in the Bollywood music world in the future, which is great. Mm-hmm. And then the last kind of big historical, like, first that I wanted to make sure to mention was in 2018 with the release of the film Padmavat, which mm. <laughs> content-wise, not the most empowering of films uh-huh. for or about women, but this was the first film of its scale that was launched on the back of a female lead. And that lead was, mm. of course, Deepika Padukone. Yes. This movie retains the record for the biggest budget at $26.2 million and the highest revenue at $66.7 million for a film with a female protagonist. So it's important to note that female representation is definitely on the rise in Indian mm-hmm. cinema. So we're headed in the right direction. And, you know, again, I just wanted to kind of take this time to highlight some important figures as well as draw attention to where there's maybe still some missing representation in, yeah. in this world. Thanks. That was yeah. nice. That's a <laughs> nice, I mean, the first half was sad, but <laughs> nice to do an upswing and be like, yes. let's lift up the accomplishments of these other women and like, Hope that there's more to celebrate. Exactly. In the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, let's acknowledge these women who have, are paving the way for more yeah. women to come after them. Yes. Yeah. Oh, huzzah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have any Bollywood news this week. I just have one quick piece, which is Tiger and Kriti announcing their movie that's coming out at the end of October. Well, I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Donna I'll love pa- it. Yeah, Ganapat Part 1. Oh, they had advertised it, like, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. And they kind of quiet. I think probably while they were making it, there what? wasn't a lot of buzz. But now, <laughs> now it's coming out at the end of October. Well, that's and exciting. it's directed by Vikas Bell, who also directed Queen, of all <gasps> things. <laughs> Interesting. I'm Yes. I'm interested to see, like, the style of Queen mixed with Tiger. Yeah. It's not a cocktail I would have sought out, but now that it's here in front of me, I'm excited to try it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. Pluggables. Pluggables. Follow us on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Two white girls talk Bollywood. Find us there. Yeah, do it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you can also subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on and Mm -hmm. leave a review or a rating. Um, Whether you choose to do any of these things or not, we appreciate you listening. Yes, thanks for listening. And please also follow us on TikTok, also at Two White Girls Talk Bollywood. And Mm -hmm. make sure you're listening to our Bollywood Bangers playlists on YouTube and Spotify. We link those in our episode descriptions as well as in our posts on Tuesdays. Yes. But next, it's October. (laughs) 
You know, spooky I don't know. Season. I don't know how many other parts of the world like think of October as spooky season. Yeah, I had that but, thought as well. But we're in the U.S. and we do, so we want to watch spooky movies. <laughs> yes, the whole month. Yes. Yep. So settle in, buckle up, <laughs> get your ghost it. costumes. You're gonna love it. <laughs> yes, and speaking of ghosts, mm-hmm. we'll be watching Bulbulia. Um, yeah, two. Two, not one. Because we don't have the means of watching one. (laughs) Two, correct. It's available to watch on Netflix, and you spell it B-H-O-O-L space B-H-U-L-A-I-Y-A-A. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And we're going back to Kartik again. Kartik and Kiara. Yes. I I promise it's, it's got some darkness to it, but not... Not that dark. It's a very different movie. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a little bit scared because this one got me a little bit scared when I watched it with you before. But there are definitely some like hair raising kind mm-hmm. of moments. But for anybody who is like nervous about watching scary movies, don't worry about that. Like maybe yes. watch it with the lights on if you are a little bit sensitive. But you're gonna be fine. But I am a scaredy cat, and I cannot yeah. watch any horror films. And all of the movies we have chosen, I'm like, oh, okay, I can watch this and not have nightmares. So I think I'm a pretty good judge. I would agree. Yeah, if Katie can get through it and enjoy it and be willing to watch it again, yes. then then you're you're in good hands. Yes. Um, this is going to be a fun time for sure uh, and a great way for us to kick off spooky season. Mm-hmm. Um, so the IMDb plot description is, when strangers Reet and Ruhan cross paths, their journey leads them to an abandoned mansion and a dreaded spirit that has been trapped for 18 years. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Uh, and that's actually the Netflix synopsis as well. So Is it? I love it when that happens. Yeah. Don't even have to worry about it. Um, definitely spooky. Like, I did feel a chill run down my spine when you, yeah. you read that. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Anyway, um, enjoy Bulbulia. Enjoy the first hours of spooky season before we'll be back hanging out with you for it. Um, and yeah. Until next time, remember, Bollywood doesn't need us. No. But we need Bollywood. And Bollywood needs women. That is so true. I not. not us white women specifically but (laughs) women within its own culture (laughs) agreed wow that was a much better thing than what i was gonna say which was but i need fair and (laughs) octar also true (laughs) yes but it's an antithetical to the women first message maybe anyway bye We'll just leave you all to ponder that. <laughs> <laughs>